Hey, I'm Emily. And I'm Emily. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Coming Up Roses. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello, hello. I think I say welcome back every time we start. Welcome back to our channel. <laughs> um, glad to see you guys again. Oh, I always say that too. I also we- see, but we've never seen anyone. Hope y'all are still doing well. Um, we're just, we're still in our separate locations, unfortunately, but that's okay. I'm, I'm in a different, separate location, though. I'm finally at my own apartment, and I'm not house-sitting, so. So there will be no dogs in the background. There's no dogs, just my friends, um, mm. but no no puppies eating and drinking and being crazy. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind them. Uh, I don't know why. I was so I was so stressed. I was like, you're probably going to hear every, like, breath they take. And you really couldn't. I mean, you could hear them a little bit, but. You can just, hear their callers a little bit, but, like, it wasn't that bad. It but, was just you know, so we funny. Say that, we say that every time. We're like, they're going to hear everything, every noise, but. Well, my brother is super loud, too. Constantly. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> it's all good. So last week, we said that we were going to do like a two-part um, episode. Last week, we did our episode on being your own biggest fan. I really liked the episode. I thought it went, I thought we had some valuable things to say. You always have great advice, so I loved hearing what you say. Aww, uh, I thought you did too. Aw, uh, thanks. So I'm excited to kind of dive into this one. This week, we're talking about um, being other people's biggest fans, so just like being a supporter um, of other people and how we can do that, especially right now in like a weird time. Um, Some people are trying to navigate situations that we're not used to. So um, just really being there for people and for the people you love um, and that sort of thing. So one of the things I was thinking about yesterday as I was sitting outside getting ate up by mosquitoes <laughs> was um, just kind of like, I was rolling back through our episode last week of, cause I mentioned some things last week and was like, Oh, we'll talk about them next week. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know one of the things I hit really hard on was speaking life into your situations, but you can yes. also speak life into other people's yeah. lives. So, you know, not doing the whole, saying one thing to them and then talking behind their back like that's not speaking life into them and their situations and circumstances so just always making sure that you're being an encourager and you're saying encouraging uplifting things to them and not tearing them down Um, even if you you know sometimes people go to you for the hard advice for the advice they know is right but they don't really want to hear and you don't have to be that person that gives them the like I told you so look Mm. and I told you so advice you can give that advice to them in an uplifting positive way so um, I think it's important to do that we have we have enough um, things around us that cause us to um, what do I want to say be upset I guess and that that tear us down we don't need the people that we love to tear us down so just making sure that you're mindful of the words you're speaking to other people um, I think is super important and I think 
using like encouraging language, even when you are giving criticism, because especially in leadership positions, sometimes I have to tell people like in Panhellenic, hey, you kind of missed the mark on this one. But I, I never say like, oh, you know, you stink. You're such a bad exec board member. I always try to say like, oh, I really appreciate the work you're doing. I appreciate that you did like attempt this. We need to refocus this, but I think you're on the right track. And that still stings a little, especially if you're bad at taking criticism like I am. But sometimes like, a good old compliment sandwich works wonders. Yes. I feel like I learned that back in elementary school. Like when we're giving feedback to our friends on their projects, a compliment sandwich. Mm-hmm. I think I even did a worksheet one time in elementary school that looked like a hamburger. And it was like the two buns were, what did your partner do right? And then the middle was like, what's something that the your partner could improve upon? You know? I mean, even in my sorority, when we discuss things for votes, we always do like a pro con pro and we have to finish on a pro. And sometimes it's... It's like a parliamentary procedure thing. And sometimes we have to like really dig for things that are like a pro. But I've always found that even when we say silly stuff, that's like on the positive side. Like if we're all very adamantly against something and we say dumb stuff on the pro side just to get it done, it still kind of lightens the mood and no one's feeling like super intense and like, oh, I hate this. This is horrible. Who, you know, who recommended this? Who did this this way? Everyone's kind of like, oh, you know, there are some, some benefits to it. And Using encouraging language, even when you're telling somebody, like, I don't think this is in alignment with, like, where you want to be. I don't think this is in alignment where our organization wants to be. Just being like, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. Just Mm -hmm. letting that person know that even though you are giving them feedback they may not love to hear, you're not giving it to them to tear them down. Right. I also like to follow up, you know, especially with people working in the recruitment team right now, I mean, it is crunch time. So I'm going to be a little harsher with them than I would with other positions who I can, you know, have some back and forth with. And I always say like, I'm here for you. I'm a resource for you. I'm a, you know, I just want to support you. I just want this to be an amazing recruitment. I want you, our recruitment to reflect the hard work you guys have done. And so even though I am kind of being like, Hey, get your lives together. Like we have to do this right. I'm letting them know that I'm not doing this because I, want them to fail I'm doing this to let them know that I want to see them succeed and want them to have a reputation of being great Mm -hmm. women and great leaders so that's really tricky to do at this age with your peers I've really struggled with that like criticizing my peers or telling my peers they're doing a bad job at something because these are women I'm also friends with you know Mm -hmm. like I mean I live with one of the women on my executive board that I oversee and you just have to learn how to give life-giving and encouraging mm-hmm. feedback. Yes. That overall just makes people feel good even when they know they need to work on something. Like, it, it should motivate them, not defeat them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I always find it really helpful, too, when somebody says, you know, maybe they're giving me feedback, advice, what have you. And they go, now, what do you need from me? What do you need from me to be successful? I really like I, that. Yeah, I think that's, number one, that's encouraging to know, you know, again, that somebody's on your side and you're there, they're there to support you. Um, 
but then it also gives you an opportunity to voice your concerns, voice your questions and voice your opinion. And um, I think you get further rather than, you know, you've had this meeting or you've um, gone to see a friend to talk about what you're going through. And then you go home and you're like, but I still don't feel better. I still don't feel like I have what I need to get through this or accomplish this. Um, So just being mindful of that and, Um, letting them know, you know, or saying, what do you need from me? You know, do you need me to call, call and check on you once a week? Do you need me Mm -hmm. to um, bring you a meal this weekend? Do you need me to call and take care of something for you this week? I think that goes a long way in supporting somebody. I do too. One of the most beneficial things I'm very quick to get defeated. I really love what you just said about saying, like, what do you need from me? And I don't think I do that enough in my leadership positions. But I have a mentor in my dance program who always says, like, to my entire class, my entire choreography class, which is an entire year in school, he'll be like, what do you guys need from me now to do this? Like, this is a check-in for your project. Next week is the final showing. What do you need from me beforehand? And people will be like, can you review my piece on Wednesday? And he will always be like, sure, I will make time for that. And in previous choreography classes, I always was like, well, my teacher gave me this feedback. I don't really know how to implement it. And the feedback is always good, but I haven't really learned yet how to really take hold of that and take ownership of it and then apply it. And he's been the person to really show me, like, here's how we can do this together. Like, I'm right alongside you, even though he is accomplished and much more knowledgeable than I am. So that's something that I think I want to implement more after you said that this school year with my different leadership positions and even just my friends, like when my friends ask me for feedback on their choreography or a project they're doing. That's really good. Yeah, for sure. Um, Another thing that I was thinking about too was, and this kind of relates more to um, like less friendships and more like relationships, I feel like, um, is finding out, I know we've kind of talked about this too, I think, but finding out what your, um, partner's love language is. Yeah. That goes a long way. I mean, you can do it with your friends too, I guess, but, um, I think that goes a long way in showing somebody that you support them. So like my love language is, um, like, affirmations or like saying people saying that they're proud of me or that I'm doing a great job like that is my love language so that's what I want to hear from somebody and that's how I'm going to feel most supported you know whereas somebody my um, partner's love language might be like quality time so just making sure I'm there when he's home at night or making sure that I run by the office to see him or something like that, you know, I think that's a good way to let people know that you are there to support them and, and there to, to be a part of their life and to support them in any way you can, you know? And I think too, even just knowing like who, like your friends love languages, some people aren't going to feel supported by you saying like, Oh, good job oh, this, Uh like, that can come off as insincere or not as valuable to them. And so, like, everyone should take the love languages test. Like, it's just fun to know your own love language. You can treat yourself to the things that you love. Like, I'm words of affirmation. So 
I love like having quotes around me and reading affirmations in the morning. So I was like treating myself, but I've really seen that in my relationship because Toby is not words of affirmation. He is not great at (laughs) saying what he means, Um, but he's very much like physical touch and acts of service. And so figuring out, I also believe, and this is not a popular theory necessarily that you give some, some love languages and you receive some, because I'm not a give huge giver of words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. I'm a big, like, I like to do acts of service for other people. Yeah. But I don't like to receive that. And so I think, too, figuring out what you feel best at giving to people in your life Mm -hmm. and seeing how they react to that. That's a really good thing to think about, especially with significant others. Yeah, I like that. I never thought about it like that because I feel like I give and receive positive affirmations. But I'm sure... You know, when you take the love languages test, you have like your number one and then you have others that are kind of below it. And so I feel like I probably maybe give some of the other ones um, better than I like receive them. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. And I think for some people it is like I love receiving and giving the same one. But I just noticed in my life especially with people who don't respond necessarily to words of affirmation, like that's not their gig. I've kind of adapted to be a very like acts of service type person. And Mm -hmm. which I think the nice thing about all the love languages, because people always like turn their nose up and be like, oh, well, like gift giving is the worst one. Like I would hate to have gift giving as my love language, but I think all of them, when you really research them and like look at them and think about them, they're all just very affirming. Like they affirm that you are a person with value. I care about you. And it's not necessarily like, I I agree. I think the gift giving one, like people misinterpret that one. I don't see it as like they're materialistic. I see it as like, is somebody thought of them enough to pick up this thing that they thought that made them think of that person? And that's what the gift giving one is, you know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, it's just so funny because people I know, we've taken the love language tests for different like student organizations or my friend group. And people are always like, oh, I don't want to get gift giving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be the person that likes to receive stuff. But like all of it is the same core value of just, oh, I have value. Somebody loves me and cares about me and thinks that I have value. Mm-hmm. I would agree. There was something else I was going to say about that, but it has slipped my mind. Maybe I I'm just sitting it. here thinking about the love languages now, and I want to take the test again. I always, I take the test all the time. I'll randomly just be like, I wonder what my Enneagram is. I wonder if it's still <laughs> what it used to be. And none of my stuff ever changes because I have... I've I've never really changed my personality. I've simply adapted my personality more into like type three, you know, the same Myers-Briggs type, all that stuff. So, so I mean, I um, asked Stephen to take the love languages test because I was like, you know, I just, I feel like you need to better be better essentially. And he took it and he said that he got positive affirmations 
And mm-hmm. I'm just not sure that that's true. <laughs> you lied to say that. <laughs> but I don't know. He is very good at being supportive. Like, um, I've talked to him twice on the phone, I think, today. And honestly, I've done the majority of the talking. Um, because <laughs> we've just been talking about, like, recent events in my life. And... Mm-hmm very good to like listen and then respond with feedback he's very good at that um I am not so good at like listening and responding to feedback but I am good about being like I appreciate you thanks for doing this thing um you know things like that but again that's my love language so I know that I I need that and supposedly he needs that too but I'm just not sure (laughs) Because I feel like, and here's why, I feel like, and see, I'm, I'm see, as I'm about to say this, I'm seeing the, the flaw in my theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. I feel like he doesn't respond like he should. Does that make any so, sense? To like words of affirmation? Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's a flaw on my part, I feel like. Maybe you need to like sit down with him and like watch him take the test because maybe he's maybe he's misunderstanding the instructions. <laughs> I don't know, but I I I think his um love language is acts of service. If I were to guess, just in like the year that we've been together, I think it's acts of service. Like he appreciates when I like clean up the kitchen, or. Um, if I find a pile of clean laundry, I'll fold it. Like, just little things like that. It doesn't bother me to do those things for him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do them. Or, like, clean up a room in the house or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know that, that whole conversation sounded weird. But, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe just sit down with him and be like, okay, maybe you misread the instructions, my friend. Um, let's reevaluate because I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is that awful to look at somebody and say, I don't think your love language is what you think it is? No, because it's like with the Enneagram. So I gave the Panhellenic exec board the Enneagram at our um, first retreat back in February. Mm-hmm. And we had just finished a huge conversation about goal setting for the board. Uh-huh. And so everyone was feeling super motivated and like inspired. And so half of my board tested as a three and I do not, I, some of those girls are not threes. Like They just don't have that. Cause I'm a, I'm a very strong three type personality. If you've never taken the Enneagram, you should take it. There's tons of cute stuff about it on Instagram and it's just kind of fun, but I'm a huge type three. And there's this sweet girl. She's a fr- She was a freshman and she was like, I'm a three, two. I was like, baby, there's no way. Like, there's no way you're testing as a three because we tested immediately after talking about goals and where we want to take the Panhellenic community. Like, everyone was feeling inspired and motivated. And that's type threes are very much like go-getters, task-oriented, detail-oriented. And so maybe he was just in a vibe where he was like feeling lovey-dovey about some words here (laughs) and just tested that way. But Maybe you need to proctor it. and Maybe I should proctor it. Maybe that'll be our activity for the week. 
Taking That's the fun thing. You're going to sit in a room alone <laughs> for 15 minutes and then you're going to take this test. Maybe I should read the questions and give and like read the questions and answers, you know. I'm not saying that he is wrong. He very well could be. And I just have this idea in my head of like how I think he should respond, which sounds horrible. No, I'm Toby is always like, oh, I think I think mine is words of affirmation. I'm like, no, honey, that's mine. You're not that. Your yeah, physical touch. So it's very possible. <laughs> and it's I think too, different different moods you can be in can cause you to like desire different things from people. Like last night I was just in kind of a overtired, like had a weird, frustrating day type of mood. And usually I just want Toby to text me and be like, You've got this, like you're doing such a good job at handling everything. And I was like, can you just come over and, like, hang out and, like, not talk about anything? Like, I just wanted to, like, be near somebody. So, yeah, maybe Steven just really needed some nice words when he when he took it. Maybe. Yeah, I think we'll take it again this week. We'll report back <laughs> next week. Yeah, report back. Um, let us know. He's going to he's going to listen to this on Thursday and be like, um. So kind of in this same vein, and it's so funny that you just mentioned this, like, oh, I don't think Steven is a, (laughs) I don't, I think Steven's wrong. Um, When people are opening up to you in their life about something they're struggling with, about, you know, goals they feel like they're not meeting, like, it's really important to never truly, like, invalidate that person's experience. And with the love languages test, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not (laughs) saying that (laughs) Emily's invalidating her boyfriend because it's the love languages test. Yeah, it's not that serious, but, like, I want to know. You know, I want to know the real truth. (laughs) Yeah. And I think um, I've learned this a lot through my training with my volunteer job. Mm -hmm. People don't – I say this all the time. People don't want judgment unless they ask for it. People generally just want support. And so I've started to, I started doing this probably when I came to college, I would be like, okay, do you want my honest opinion or do you just want me to support you in this? And there are are friends in my life who do things that I don't support. Like I just flat out, like in my heart of hearts, I know that what they're doing is not in their best interests. No one is in danger of like perishing or hurting other people. It's just small choices they make that I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if that's really in alignment with who you are, but you know, when other people are judging them, you've definitely turned around before. (laughs) So, but for real, you know, like whenever you make a decision, sometimes you have to make a decision for yourself. Like you have to make your own mistakes. Like women especially are very, very like, Oh, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Like no one can stop me. And so sometimes you have to be that person that's like, okay, like I'm here for you. Like call me if you want to talk about it. And when, something goes wrong and all the other friends have judged them you can just turn like you're the person they can turn around to and be like oh you know you didn't judge me and I do I always say like do you want my honest opinion or not and people are like no sometimes I don't Mm because I mean like I remember when I started talking to a guy right after my breakup with my high school boyfriend some of my friends were like straight up this is a bad idea and I didn't want to hear it you know like and then I felt embarrassed to come to them with me being sad and depressed and like really hurting because I knew that they thought I was just being ridiculous or at least that's how I perceived it they really did have my best interest but in that moment my mind had already been made up Mm -hmm. I was already gonna um 
I was already going to hang out with this guy knowing he was bad news, whether I got their opinion or not. You know, that was just a formality. So Mm -hmm. I think it's obviously if someone is in danger of like harming themselves or others or making a detrimental life changing decision, please stop them. But I think just take a step back and what I always do when people come to me like, hey, I have this situation. I'm like, okay, how do I feel about it? You know, what am I, what did my belief system say about this? Okay. Is this like that, is this that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things at this moment? Okay. Hey, sis, like, do you want my honest opinion or not? Mm-hmm. And like very recently I had a friend be like, no, I really don't want your honest opinion. Cause I like, I, I know what you would say. I just want you to like support me and, you know, like help me walk through this. I was like, okay, cool. I got you. And there's some like, it can be hard sometimes to like figure out what is affirming language and like validating language around people's feelings without being like insincere. It's easy for that to come off insincere. Sometimes when I'm volunteering, I feel like I'm being insincere, even though I'm, you know, I'm probably not, but saying things like it makes sense that you feel this way. It's normal to whatever you want to say. It's you know, it's brave of you to be doing this. Like just, using their language and just affirming it with different phrases. That's something that I've loved learning about and being able to do through my volunteer job. So definitely with the people you love who come to you in your life, just think about what is really important for you to give your, your voice and your opinion on and what's more important for you to just support and kind of let them make the decision for themselves. Mm -hmm. And you've got to find friends that you can be honest with, you know, and Absolutely. find friends that want you to be honest with them and not friends that just want the fluff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's fine to have friends like that. Like, I'm not saying cut out all the all the fluff friends, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you need just for yourself in general to have the friends that you can be honest with and, you know, know that they're going to support you in an honest fashion and an honest light you know absolutely so the other thing I was going to say kind of in the same vein of like support versus criticism and judgment this is mostly on the support side is if your friends have interests and maybe they're you know selling their art on Etsy for the first time or they're hosting an event with their club at school and you have the opportunity to go to it like go to those things be that person that hypes them up on social media about their event. Like, tell them what a good job they're doing. Like, I'm a big believer in, like, showing up is the best thing you can do for a person. And so, like, for example, I have a grand little in my sorority. She actually just graduated college. So she's a rock star. But she is very involved with an environmental group here in Kansas City. And on Earth Day, when we were all stuck at home, she was hosting, like, a meeting. And she had told my whole sorority about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. Like, I'm not going to turn my camera on in this Zoom call because yuck. (laughs) I look horrible in that Zoom lighting. But I'm going to go and just, you know, be like a like a bystander. And she was just so appreciative of someone that she loved, like showing up for her. And so I think anytime you have the opportunity to hype somebody up or shout out their Etsy business or go to their event, like do it. Not saying you have to give all your time and energy to supporting other people, but mm-hmm. 
even just a simple like comment on Instagram really does mean a lot to people. Yeah, I love that. You are, have always been great at doing that, like showing up for oh, people. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I do think it's important to to do that as well. I think it makes people, if nothing else, it just gives them a warm, fuzzy feeling inside to look and see somebody, like you said, somebody that, you know, they love supporting them and rooting for them. And yeah. And when that becomes like part of your daily routine, like when I go on Instagram and I see you or Courtney or someone post something that I like and I respond to it, that just becomes part of your daily routine and your daily mindset to just support other people Mm -hmm. throughout the day it doesn't have to be this like conscious difficult energy draining thing it just becomes like part of the the gears that get you going you know yeah Courtney is very good at that too she is she's very good at like showing up and supporting people that's one of the things I love about um both my friend group in high school and my friend group in college is just We've all kind of grown up in this age of like, you know, women compare each other too much and women get, you know, made fun of too much and men are so mean to women. So why not just like all support each other? We kind of grew up in the age of that realization by the collective womanhood (laughs) across the world. And so I feel like just my friendships now and also comes with just growing up are just so supportive and empowering and I think that comes with age, but I think it also comes with the era we grew up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, last year's recruitment slogan was empowered women, empower women. <laughs> and this year's is here's to strong women. So I love that. On International Women's Day, I put um, a quote up and it's one of my favorite quotes, especially as I um, get older and have my mom is turned into like one of my best friends and I get older and have little women surrounding me um, and have little women of my own someday. Um, I love the quote, here's to strong women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. And yes. I just absolutely love that. Cause I just, That's... I think it's very important. I think it's important yeah. to surround yourself with strong women and to be a strong woman and to be a strong woman figure for the little women in your life so that they grow up knowing what a strong woman is and being one. So that's where we stole that quote from. We wanted to do the whole thing, but it was a little much for a recruitment slogan. Yeah, it's so bad, but <laughs> we, someone said that quote and we were like, Oh my gosh, that resonates with all of us because we've been empowered by this experience of a women's yeah. only organization. So for sure, definitely female friendships are, complicated and we could honestly do a whole episode about how to navigate female friendships but being that just when 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 support and empowerment and like love for other females and just people in general like is part of your daily mindset it just it becomes what people give to you as well yeah and I think I talked about that last week like when you give love to others like you'll get that love back and you'll start believing those good things about yourself more and I think that's so true for other people when you tell people like, like I always tell Toby, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're so smart. You're working so hard. You're doing such a great job. I'm very affirming. And you know, he's, he starts to believe those things when he used to not. So yeah, for sure. Not to get all sappy, but no. So I was going to talk about this last week, but um, I kind of forgot. So I'll say it now. One of the 
I am very blessed to have parents that love me and support me. Um, and a mom who, like I said, has turned into one of my best friends. And one of the greatest things that my mom did for me growing up was call me beautiful like it was my name. So I'd come down the stairs. Hi, beautiful. What are you doing? That right there, I think about that sometimes. And I think that right there built me up so much, built my confidence, built just who I am as a woman and how I perceive myself and look at myself. That was huge. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. hope that I remember to do that one day with my daughters and with the little, little people that are in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. call them that and to lift them up always. Um, I don't know. I just think that's one of the most supportive things that my mom could have done for me. And she probably doesn't even realize it, but Mm -hmm. just that little little thing has given me so much confidence throughout the years and I hate the argument I just recently watched the Mr. Rogers documentary that's why I'm thinking about this people say like oh you know you shouldn't affirm your children too much it'll make them think that they're more special than they are like um have you read the bible and the way Jesus talks about us like oh my gosh he talks about us like we're the greatest thing to ever exist Mm -hmm. like why would you not tell other people why would you not describe other people and tell the people those same things like you're valuable you're beautiful you have a purpose Mm -hmm. like why would you not say those things to other people so everyone hated on Mr. Rogers because he was like oh you're making every kid think they're too too special that you know they're too important like no oh my gosh you absolutely are so that is the problem in right now in the world is parents don't take the time to say those things to their kids and don't take the time to affirm things like that to their kids you know yeah and their kids turn out to be horrible human beings (laughs) so yeah yeah that's to me that's crazy that anybody would even say that but, well, me and the Mr. Rogers documentary really popped off about that. So, huh? I haven't watched it. I'll have to watch that now. I'm intrigued. You should watch the movie, movie, and then watch the documentary as well because they're both really good. Okay, is it on Netflix? No, we had to rent it. Oh man, big hmm. bummer. Might be on Prime. I don't know. My family can only get Netflix on one TV, and that has since broken. Oh. So we. Hmm. My family really is not into streaming services, (laughs) which is so strange. We still love our satellite TV, but. That is funny. I will support them in that, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Well, any parting words for our topic? I don't think so. Just when, you know, listen to part one, learn how to support yourself and that way you can support other people. Mm -hmm. Yep. think we touched on a lot of good things today so absolutely well you know the drill guys we're here every thursday um 6 a.m the podcast comes out so you know listen on your morning commute if you're commuting to work uh or listen in your bedroom if you're working from home whatever you're doing right now yeah Um, dining room table whatevs whatever (laughs) um Email us. Let us know if you want to hear any specific topics. We're open to suggestions. As Emily usually texts me on Mondays and says, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, 
so yeah I guess we will see you thanks for spending time with us on your Thursday or Friday or whenever you're listening to this and we will see you next Thursday bye bye